Hi, and welcome to The Book Place. I'm Salem Buchanan. And I'm Mercy Case. We're two sisters talking all things books, reading, and what's bringing us joy right now. Each episode, we'll talk about our current reads, have some bookish discussion, and tell you about our favourite things. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this lovely episode of the Bookplace podcast. This is our final episode and actually I've forgotten what number it is. 34. 34. There you go. It has been just over a year of starting the, from starting the podcast, Merce, and mm. it's been what a ride. Hey? What a ride. Yes. I know. All through COVID and beyond. It's been fun and this show, we've got a little something special because mm. we thought we would look back over the year and pick out some of our favourites, what we've learned, maybe what we'd change or what we didn't, <laughs> don't want to change, and some favourites as well. Yes. So, But before that, let us get into our current read. So, Merce, kick us off. What's your first current read? All right. Well, I have a few because it's been a few weeks since we recorded. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting ready to do this last one took a little bit longer. But I have uh, my first one is called The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Oh, I want to read this. It's really good. Is it? You'll like right. it. Yeah. So Sally Hepworth is an Australian author and she, the other book I've read of her is, uh, read of hers, wow, starting off strong, Sal, <laughs> is The Mother-in-Law, which I think I've talked about on a previous episode. I couldn't find it in our show notes, but I know I've talked about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> um. And listening on Audible, it's actually really refreshing to hear an Australian author, narrator. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, of it's really different. Yeah. And you really notice we speak quite differently, like we really go up at the end of our sentences, <laughs> which I realise a lot of American and British narrators don't do. So anyway, that's just a fun little fact. Now, this is a really hard, I found this a really hard book to synopsize. Oh, great. <laughs> um, so I am going to read a little bit from a a little website, apologies, um, <laughs> but just because I don't think I'm going to do it just, and then I'll add my own twist on as well, if that's okay. <laughs> I think that's fine. Thank you. Yep. So <laughs> as you type in, I, was like, I, had it, I had it on my website already and then I looked up something else. Have you ever heard of tabs? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you. There's only been one time that Rose couldn't stop me from doing the wrong thing. And that was a mistake that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Fern Castle works in her local library. Shout out to Sal, who loves a good library. <laughs> she has dinner with her twin sister Rose three nights a week and she avoids crowds, bright lights and loud noises as much as possible. Fern has a carefully structured life and disrupting her routine can be dangerous. When Rose discovers that she cannot fall pregnant, Fern sees her chance to pay her sister back for everything Rose has done for her. Fern can have a baby for Rose. She just needs to find a father. Simple. Oh. <laughs> Fern's mission will shake the foundations of the life she's carefully built for herself and stir up dark secrets from the past in this quirky, rich and shocking story of unexpected love. Mm. Now, great synopsis. There are some things I'll add. So, um, like I said, it's about twin sisters, Rose and Fern, and uh, when they were little, Fern did something terrible. So as much as Rose is kind of the protector of her, she's also protecting others from her, if that makes Ooh. sense. Yeah. Um, so 
through reflections from both sisters, you kind of, that goes back and forth between who's the narrator, even though Fern is the mangler, uh, you get a glimpse into their childhood and they're kind of sociopath of a mother, mm. which is interesting, who made things extremely difficult, especially for Rose. But as we go along and we hear more and more from both sisters, some things start to raise little red flags and maybe one of them is not quite remembering things accurately. There's a bit of an unreliable narr- narrator aspect Ooh. Uh, which is so compelling, <laughs> and I really can't say much more than that because no, I feel like I'm going to give like it away. Don't spoil it. No, no, no. But do you think maybe Fern is the one that didn't do well because she's named Fern and the other ones Rose? <laughs> like <laughs> that feels unfair. It's like being called Thorn. Your <laughs> <laughs> sister's Rose. Um, it's clear from the beginning that Fern is on the autism spectrum. Oh. Um, she's never been given that diagnosis and it's not explicitly said in the book, but it's alluded to and very much written that way. Mm. Um, and it's probably, honestly, the only book I've read where the main character has had ASD or Asperger's. Oh, have you not read, sorry, yeah, side go. note, The Rosie Project? No. It's really good. Well, this was amazing. I shouldn't be so surprised. No. But, like, it's really good. The main character is so endearing. I just yeah. want to give her a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there were moments when I actually laughed out loud where it's from her perspective because she's so matter of fact and pointing out things that we just do so naturally that are actually weird yeah. and why do we do them? <laughs> and it's just she. I, lo- I actually loved her character. She was very endearing and it was the whole book was just really well written and crafted and I loved it and I think you will too. Great. I'm going to read it. Good. Sure. And I'm definitely like intrigued to pick it, pick, that makes me want to pick it up in audio. Yes, it is good in audio. It's a love a good Aussie. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, and it's really good in audio. Yeah. I would recommend. Yeah, cool. So that's The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Lovely. Well, my first um, current read is called Know My Name by Chanel Miller. So uh, this is maybe, maybe well known to you, maybe not. But this um, girl, Chanel, it's the true story about her um rape right (laughs) actually she was trigger warning yeah for sure um she was a 22 year old woman um at a party at stanford the prestigious university in the u.s Mm. and um went to a party and was raped by a 19 year old well-known and like athlete olympic hopeful and student with very bright future Mm. And it's the story of her, obviously told by her, but um, her subsequent trial and uh, taking him to court essentially and the details of her life following that. The actual beginning of the book starts, like it's quite intense first hour, Mm. but the rape itself is not like a big part of the book. It's a okay. lot of her internal um, struggles with how to deal with that and her life following it. Um, it is very, it, she doesn't hold back in terms of what, how she speaks. So like it's brutally honest and mm. quite confronting sometimes when she's talking about things. So just, just a little bit of a warning there. Mm. Don't listen with our um, small children around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah but her tone and her courage and bravery like she is so inspirational like I saw her on an interview actually this shows my age I watched her on 60 Minutes wow (laughs) 
with Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> oh no, that's the current affair. My apologies. Oh my gosh, do you watch that? <laughs> <laughs> so judgmental. <laughs> um, um, no, I saw her on this and I was like, wow, she's she interviewed incredibly. Mm. And so I really wanted to read her book, which may put me onto the book. Um, anyway, she is just an incredible woman and her victim impact statement that um, is something that you read at court mm. to sort of show the judge, I suppose, how it's, how it's impacted you, the mm. offence. Um, it's part of the reason why the case was so well known because her statement went viral wow. and was was quoted and she got she received all this um mail from all over the country and mm. even in the white house they were you know she got well known because of that wow. and it is very powerful like she's i don't know how to explain she's mm. just an incredible person who has overcome a lot of that hardship um, and she reads it as well. I listen to it on oh, audio wow. and it is really even more impactful because she gets quite emotional. Yeah. Um, she holds it together super well, but like you can just tell she's it's raw. As, and, as it would be. Yeah. So it was really, really good. That's Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Nice. Yeah. Well, I have uh, one, a book that is an honourable mention because you have read it before, Sale. Okay. And so I don't want to spend too much time, you know, with our valuable listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, and I, but I have to talk about it because it's amazing. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> it is The Only Plane in the Sky by Garrett M. Graff. Oh. It's, oh, guys. It's really good. It's really good. So um, this is, if you don't know, this is a book about 9-11. And I know we've talked about um, <laughs> Fall and Rise by Mitchell Zukov, which is also about 9-11. But um, this is... Basically, this guy has spent years collecting people's um, oral stories, basically. It's called The Oral History of 9-11, um, of their experience of the day. And it goes similar to Fall and Rise of It's, it's a chronological order uh, of the day happening, but he has real-life people's stories. Some of them are like paragraphs, some of them are a sentence, Um and again, I listened on audio and it was amazing. So it's a whole cast of people. Mm. Some of them are the actual people um, that were there. Some of them are done by actors. Mm. But um, it is excellent. It kept me driving and sitting in my driveway for way longer than I needed to. <laughs> um, and it's long. It's like 16 hours, but it is really worth it. I think I think it might surpass Fallen Rise. I think it for me, it does. Well, yeah, it's different in that, it, like, Fall and Rise has that much more factual. Mm. It has sort of the history of how it happened and also, like, I find this interesting, the mm. actual building's makeup and why it collapsed the way it did. Like, I find mm. all those details really interesting. But this was so personal and actually really um, heavy to to listen mm. to sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's The Only Plane in the Sky by Garrett and Graff. So I'm just slipping that in there because it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> and yes, no, so now so I've good. mentioned it twice. But my official second okay, one. Okay, great. Go slip it in there. <laughs> like, is another one that I'm really excited about. Great. It's called Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. Oh, this is on my TBR for probably five years. I know. It's been on my list for so long. And I... I think I thought it was another book or about something oh. else, so I hadn't been reading it. But I literally 
listen to it. Again, I, I've been really on an audiobook bender, um, but I listened to it in about two days. Mm. Um, it's honestly the most riveting biography I've read in a really long time. Wow. I know. High praise. I know. And I, I that's not even high enough. <laughs> Need to go higher. <laughs> no, I'm really overselling it, but I'm not yeah. at the same time. So it combines everything I love. It's World War II. It's, there's an incredible story of resilience. There's some SAS and survival stuff thrown in for you, Zale. I love it. Uh, and an amazing, like, redemption arc. So just everything that I love. So it is the true story of Louis Zamperini, who was an Olympic runner uh, and was, like, at the top of his sport, was about to be the first person to run a four-minute mile. And uh, World War II broke out. So he joined up to be a bombardier in the Air Force after I know it's a funny word. Sorry, it makes, makes me laugh every time. Bombardier. Reminds me of Bombalale. Anyway, uh, after Pearl Harbor happened, he signed up to be in the Air Force. And he was yeah. stationed in, in the Pacific on Oahu in Hawaii. Um, was involved in lots of operations and active fighting, but was also a 20-something-year-old young guy, so was enjoying living it up there. Um but one day on a search and rescue mission for a missing aircraft, mm. his plane with all his crew members also ran into mechanical trouble and crashed into the middle of the Pacific Ocean. No one knows that it happened or if anyone survived. Amazingly, Louis and his best friend and another crew member did survive and made their way onto an inflatable raft that also survived the crash, like their emergency raft. Mm. Um but no one, yeah, no one knows where they were and with every passing minute they're floating further away from their, oh. um, uh, what's the word? Like their... Navigational course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to be speaking all nautical. <laughs> oh. um, so begins this saga and there's really no other word for it. It really is a saga because yeah. things just keep happening yeah. to them. Uh, how these men survived on the raft for weeks, literally, with, like, barely any provisions, then got captured by the Japanese and were made to be POWs for, well, until the end of the war. Um, And you honestly couldn't make up some of the stories that happened. (laughs) It's amazing. The story has sharks. It has miraculous survival. It has a villain. It has redemption. It has just like unbelievable cruelty, but equally unbelievable resilience and mm. like grit. Yeah. And I cannot recommend it enough. It oh. was so good. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> so that's Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. It is a movie, and I really want to watch the movie. Yeah. But I don't think it will live up to the book. I doubt it. Um, did. Okay, well, I feel like I can't top those three. Like, we've just had three I'm sorry. Awesome I know, ones. I had a really good run. So, <laughs> but, and look, this isn't probably going to top it because I haven't, <laughs> this is literally a current read. Like, I haven't <laughs> finished my next one. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm talking about The Rose Code by oh, Kate Quinn. Yes. So I think I mentioned on the podcast that, um, I bought it, I think, at a cheap price. Yep. And it's been on my list and I've wanted to read it for a couple of weeks. It has been a very busy month and I like to make the excuse that we've been away a lot on the weekends. You have been away. Three out of four weeks we've been away. And I've I've been annoyed because I really (laughs) wanted to 
bring it and just share mm. my final thoughts on it, but I can't, unfortunately. I'm only halfway through, but I'll set it up for you. We'll take your current thoughts. Okay, I'll set it up for you. So it is basically the story of three separate women, Mab, Osla, and Beth. Wow. They are three women in London in the 1940 it is sort of a dual timeline book where we're going between 1940 um the war is on and then 1947 post-war so we're going back and forth they are three very smart women and they work at bletchley park in uh the countryside of london which is famously known for um code breaking all oh, those yep. um smart people who broke the german codes and the enigma the enigma is there i'm just starting on the enigma so oh, sorry, uh sorry yeah, won't, won't, won't give it away is that like uh, the imitation game like that <laughs> yes kind of, that yeah. sort of like um getting intercepting german codes mm-hmm. breaking them and then giving orders from there. so cool i know so cool <laughs> and so many women were involved because mm. a lot of the men were Oh, fighting war, warring, and women have brains too. <laughs> oh, go mess. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're doing these dual timelines. There is a secret, and there is betrayal. We've got a blast from the past. Oh, good. <laughs> it's all happening so far. All but like '90s movie titles. I obviously can't spoil <laughs> it because I haven't got there yet i'm only about 100 pages in but it is a big doorstop of the book yeah so it is. it's like over it's close to 600 pages i think so i think that put me off a little bit i was like mm. i really need time to get into this but i'm loving it so far okay it's so really it's, good it's looking like it's going to be a winner i think so great I mean, track records good yeah with that's true so yeah sorry uh, sorry guys to disappoint but that no. is the rose code no disappointing maybe i'll do an update later on instagram (laughs) on instagram because we're so good at that (laughs) and those are our current reads now mess yes let's get into a big deep dive let's it has been a year of podcasting Mm -hmm. to be honest like this was a bit of a dream of mine to do a podcast and who better than to do it with than my sister who also loves the same topic as me yes books and so let's talk about a few things mm. <laughs> what namely let's start with what a year of podcasting is there anything in particular that you have learned about doing it yes about podcasting or about, about podcasting okay yeah um I think I realized in terms of book podcasting I realized how hard it is to give a good book synopsis <laughs> without oh, giving so things true. away <laughs> that's a random that's very specific to our kind of podcast, <laughs> but it's actually really hard, guys. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and um, you do and really to, well at it, oh, by the way. You do Way well. better than I do. No. That's all. Oh, shucks. Let's, um, let's oh, start deprecating. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, on one hand it's easier in terms of like it's pretty easy to record and upload a podcast, but on the other hand it's also there's a lot out there. So to mm. kind of. I don't know, have something different Mm. or be not just lost in the sea of a thousand podcasts is really, really hard. So I think that, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I think another thing that is very relevant to book podcasts is I've kind of realized 
my reading style and preferences and yeah. what my go-to genres are and all that kind of stuff that you think it well you may not even think about but yeah um becomes very <laughs> prevalent when you talk about all the books that you read and they're all very similar <laughs> um and always be prepared yeah <laughs> I think yes if yeah, we definitely <laughs> could have done a little more preparation in the beginning yeah. <laughs> or even now. Even now, <laughs> let's be honest. What about you? What have you learned? Well, continuing on from what you said, I think I've learned a little bit more about um, I've learned to think a little bit more deeply about what I'm reading mm. instead of just consuming so much, um, trying to really think about what what is it that I like or don't like about this book? What are the – how is the character – speaking you know is mm. it more character or plot or that what part of it is that I'm enjoying so just thinking a bit more deeply um I think it's a lot more time consuming than I thought it was yeah. gonna be yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think we literally thought we would just be like yeah we'll just chat about books yeah. and we'll just record ourselves. we do it anyway so yeah, we'll just record right. ourselves but it does take a bit of prep even mm. though, I mean let, let's be honest we're not the best at we definitely could prep more. We definitely could. <laughs> um, but it is time consuming and I yeah. know you've borne the brunt of a lot of that because Merce is our lovely editor and posts it all and stuff like that. So that's extra time for you. So if there are mistakes left in, it may or may not be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's way more fun than I thought it was going to yeah, be too. Yeah, it has like, been I've really I've really fun. enjoyed it. Yeah. It's been it's so many good things and this probably – moves into what um the next topic I was mm. going to ask you is about mm. what you love about it so yes. for me I have loved like one doing it with you has been really fun mm, like nice. it's that was on my list oh um and also like the community of people even though like our community is small yeah <laughs> but it's been so nice um like I think books really there's just a special like connection with people who love books. Yes. And there's been some lovely people who have either commented and said, oh, I listen to your podcast. And mm. it's people who I don't always expect. Yes. But they're always so lovely and we can have a conversation about a book that we normally wouldn't have. Mm. It would just be a surface level thing. Yeah. So it's really brought some connection that yes. has been really awesome. Yeah. What about you? What do you love about it? Um, like you said, I like a lot of things. It is really fun. I loved the first person that left a review that we didn't know. <laughs> that was definitely a highlight. That was a massive highlight. That was like a, oh my goodness. Like, like you said, there are so many people out here who love books. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. I think one thing I really love about it is also being able to chat about books with you. I know we talked about, you know, oh, we chat about books and we can just record it, but we've never been so intentional. Mm about chatting so that's something that I probably don't want to lose either Aww. which is nice um one thing I've loved is when I was looking back over our episodes today just like kind of documenting through COVID there was yeah. a lot of um whether it was the what's bringing us joys like I can look at those and remember what I was doing and why I liked those things um which is just really kind of special in a way that yeah. it's our own little fun it was a positive documenting yeah, <laughs> of COVID yeah. which there wasn't a lot of so um that Time was really capsule. yeah a little <laughs> bit a um and yeah like you said it really makes me I love that it makes me think about what I'm reading more rather than just I liked it or I didn't like it mm. but a bit more a bit deeper and I honestly think one of the things I love most which is kind of random 
and it's something that I really was surprised by is the what's bringing us joy section yeah I really love it I love being able to um look at you know my favorite things basically yeah and um talk about them and actually appreciate <laughs> Oh, not just have that as in part yeah. of your life, but actually verbally appreciate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is- and like I make notes, you know, from one episode to the next. I have a little note running on my phone of what's bringing us joy so that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I kind of want to keep that going as well because it does make me really notice intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Is there anything that you would change? I would probably, I think in the beginning, we were very ambitious. <laughs> Yes. We were doing weekly. If you were here from the very beginning, we were doing weekly episodes where we tried to have two reads each per week, which for some people is like easy. But I think for most people, that was a big um, (laughs) ambition. And we did it for what most of last year. Most of last year. And then we just realized, oh, this is a lot. No, maybe six months. Mm. That was it of me yeah <laughs> I mean we did we started off well and I was yeah very impressed that we actually did most of it but that I think we probably looking back would go Bit maybe do it yeah maybe maybe start fortnightly and it would have I don't know been a bit easier from the get-go <laughs> uh I think <laughs> social we're not social media uh titans <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> so if there was yeah I would like to change that but again you can't go back and change it that's what I had though yeah like I was like uh if I could change one thing I would have organized someone to do our social media <laughs> <laughs> because we're bad but like you say there's yeah. nothing like really it's been such a learning experience yeah and so much fun like honestly yeah yeah that's fine yeah so that's there's really not much I would change really. it's not really regrets it's just no yeah like wisdom yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's the kind of stuff you only realize after doing it so what is one book that you love that we just never talked about I literally came up with this question like the other day because I was like I cannot believe I have not talked about this book okay <laughs> The Great Escape oh my gosh by Paul Brickhill yes so oh Salem said before we started recording I'm not gonna tell you what it is I want your reaction and <laughs> oh I love that book it is amazing I read it like multiple times in my past <laughs> I don't even know I was probably a teenager and then yep. read it over the following years Basically, The Great Escape, it's um, based on World War II. Like, I mean, <laughs> can we even get away from that? Um, a POW prisoner of war camp in yeah. Germany and English and American prisoners deciding that they want to escape. And it's the true story of these prisoners making tunnels and organising um, a way to get out of this prisoner of war camp Mm. but it is so detailed and so clever and it took them more I think it was a year if not more to make they ended up having to dig three different tunnels to get under the fence it's amazing and it is just the most brilliant like tale of their escapades and it's just so good I don't even know how to describe it do you have (laughs) anything to add to that no other than it it is Oh, it's amazing. I yep. love that the book even has, like, it even has diagrams. Yeah, drawings. Of, like, the tunnels going under the bunkers. They talk about how 
how they did it in terms of logistics. Like, yeah. so they dig the dirt out, but they have to do something with the dirt. Yeah. So there were men with dirt in their pants. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. But, and they would just walk around the campsite and just pull little drawstrings yeah. and let, let bits of dirt out to sort of kick over. It's literally and, what like, stays with me the most. <laughs> and they use like spoons to dig, like just crazy. It would have taken, oh, the, the resilience and the, like the fortitude of people yeah. doing that. Like and the desperation. How to not get, yeah, to stop that. Oh mm. my goodness. Oh, that's a good one. I know. Like I really <laughs> want to read that book now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. that's The Great Escape by Paul Brickle. And oh, I cannot remember, so I cannot believe that I have not mentioned that before. Yeah, how have we not? What about you? Um, I thought of one that I we may have mentioned it briefly, but I've never talked about it in detail. And it is, like you said, it was one that was my favourite in my teen years and I reread it probably once a year. <laughs> and it was, honestly, if someone asked me, it would have been my favourite book for a really long time. And it is An Old Fashioned Girl by Louisa May Alcott. I've never read this. It's really good. <laughs> so um, similar in vain to her other ones, um, Eight Cousins and Rose in Bloom, but it's a standalone title, mm-hmm. not part of any series. And it's just about this girl, Polly. I, can, I haven't even written down the synopsis. I just remember it. So this girl, Polly, is like it's kind of a story of a country cousin and a city cousin. Polly's from the country. She goes to live with her cousin in the city called Fanny and her family, which is unfortunate, <laughs> the name. Um, and she's very uh, kind of like, well, basically an old-fashioned girl. She's very good and simple and just likes the um, the simple things in life. She's really kind to everyone. She's really hardworking and um, just a really lovely girl. And I think I just wanted to be like her. <laughs> and it's kind of like this story of her cousin is is like lovely as well, but quite um, self-centered and kind of selfish in a lot of ways. And so it's about how Polly kind of has this really lovely effect on this whole family. And I think I just wanted to be like her. <laughs> the idealist in you just loved it, didn't you? It really did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that is An Old Fashioned Girl by Louisa May Alcott. And it has a pretty pink cover, at least on the one that we had. <laughs> All right, Merce, what was your favourite episode that we did and why? Yes, my favourite was episode 26. Oh, I know, so quite a late one. We definitely got better as we went along, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the best books of the year and reading stats. Yeah, nice. So we that talked about fun. it was just before we went on a break over Christmas. Yeah. We uh, talked about our favourite books of the year, which is always fun. It's like the highlight reel. And our reading stats, which you know we love. <laughs> so, and then also, I think episode seventeen was a close runner, which was our interview with Hannah Curry, oh, yeah, that who really is good. a author and a friend of ours. And it was just really good. It mm. was really fun to kind of get an insider into the author life and to talk about, um, yeah, talk about her book. So that was really fun too. What about you? Well, I think I had, I had. A few. Well, I, w- I couldn't really decide, but I know that 14, mm-hmm. episode 14 was really fun. I think Which there wasn't was that? any particular. We recorded in a car, in our car. It was the oh, first yeah. time we did it in a car. And it was surprisingly, it sounded okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't anything particular. I just felt like we, I was maybe a bit more prepared. We were starting to get the hang of things. Mm-hmm. And it just felt good afterwards. We had good fun and yep. stuff like that. I don't know particularly why, but that yeah. was a fun one for me. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And what was your favourite what's bringing you joy moment? 
This was so hard. I know. Oh my goodness. It was really hard. I really, I could only, oh, I've got twos that allowed. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. I have two as well. Okay, great. So one was. As per usual, we can't stick to limits for what's bringing us joy. One that, okay, so I, I thought about this in terms of, okay, what am I still using? Yeah. Or, yeah, what am I still benefiting from? Yes. What is still bringing me joy? I did that for one of them time. as well. Good job. Good job. Great. So one of my biggest ones was what brought me joy last year was that I got given a armchair oh, for yes. my birthday. Yeah. A blue velvet armchair, which I had wanted for many years. Yes. <laughs> and had saved up some money and stuff. Anyway, that still brings me so much joy. Every yes. time I sit in it, I'm like, oh, this is just the best little <laughs> nook for my books <laughs> right next to my bookcase. And it literally brings me so much joy that's still. Awesome. So that's probably number one. But the second one is actually one of yours oh. that we both use yeah. and it's an app I feel oh yes <laughs> but it's called happy color yes and this I was our very first episode was it yep oh I love this app it still <laughs> brings me joy because I'll be coloring on my phone yep. while I'm doing something else in the background which is probably not great but <laughs> it's so good I yep. love it it's very relaxing and it's so satisfying I also still use it <laughs> oh, I know. it's so good what are yours um mine was uh, all of them from episode 25. Oh, you really? Oh, no, that's a different one. Uh, which was the, it just had, it was our second last before we went on break and it was very Christmas themed. So um, we had a Christmas album by Tommy Prophet, which was just oh, yes. my favourite Christmas album for a very long time. It had, we, me and Brad went to do Christmas themed putt part at Victoria Park I went to Bam Bam Bakehouse. It was clearly just a very good week. <laughs> so that was good. And then my one that I have kept using is um, that I talked about, I think, a few episodes ago, but my favourite candle. And I'm nearly at the bottom of it, which I've never burned an entire candle before. Wow. No. I know. And I'm, I want, I'm going to replace it. Like, what is that's it how again? much I Remind love this us. candle. It is Waver Tree and London is the brand. Mm-hmm. And it is Prosecco. Oh, that's and right. it is so nice. I'm going to buy a new one, which I have. I never have been that person who's wow. like, let me replace my candles. Like it feels so bougie. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Bougie it up. Yep. And it's a good smell. So, yeah, that's what I love. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Last question, Raz. Yeah. And the most important, clearly. <laughs> what is your most, what's your funniest moment on the podcast or the m- most enjoyable? I yeah. I think a lot of the really funny ones I had to edit out because <laughs> they were either complete stuff-ups on our part or kind of inappropriate because <laughs> unintentionally <laughs> or intentionally as the case may be. But oh one of the ones that did make it through was I think you were talking about the book The Crossroads. I was. We had mentioned something about um, maybe something to do with uh, toilet humour earlier and then you said <laughs> the word turbulent and I just automatically thought turgulent and for some reason it made us crack up so much and I still remember it as a very funny moment. So childish and inappropriate, but it just really made us laugh. (laughs) What about you? I think mine was when I was talking about, uh, I think it was episode 25, Mm -hmm. I believe, and I was talking about a pair of jeans that I bought. Yeah. 
and they're called the Harper High Rise Crop Jeans. Yeah. And I said Harper High Rise Crotch Jeans. <laughs> and again, I don't know what it says about us, probably nothing good that we find this humor hilarious. <laughs> It's just hilarious. But the thought of crotch jeans <laughs> cracks me up. So, anyhow, yep. I'd love to know if people thought we were just crazy for yes. doing those things or not. Yep. But anyway, it brought us joy. So yeah. that was funny. I think that one might have been one that I edited and added on the end as a blooper because there were some early ones that I did do that with, that uh, we had bloopers that I added on the end. So if you listen after the outro music in some of our early right. episodes, yeah. there are bloopers there. And then we got slightly better at covering up our mistakes and so there weren't as many. <laughs> Learned how to edit better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, that has been our, uh, I guess, reflection on our year. It has been a really fun year and we've really loved doing it and we are going to miss it. Um, we were just talking before about perhaps we'll do an end of the year episode mm. where we, again, look back at our best books of the year and our reading stats again. That might be like a little callback but um it has been really awesome and we just want to thank everyone who has listened and commented and gotten back to us because that's probably been the best part overall Mm. um is that we're not just talking into an empty mic but there are people listening so thank you so much Mm. it has been a real fun time (laughs) it has been a hoot (laughs) and we are going to miss it but as usual sal we're going to finish with what's bringing us joy So why don't you kick us off? Okay. As per usual, I couldn't stick to two. I have have three, but they're all relatively short. Excellent. In the entertainment sphere. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I've been, maybe the reason I couldn't finish The Rose Code is because I'm watching too much and listening too much. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, let's start off with a podcast that I can recommend. Uh, And it feels a little bit off-collar saying this brings me joy, right? (laughs) Because it's a true crime podcast. That's okay. So nothing funny about it, but it is very interesting. Um, And it is the podcast Bear Brook. So it came out one or two years ago, I believe. And it is basically the true crime story of a um, four- bodies belonging to the same family Mm. that were uh, found in barrels in the wood of New Hampshire. Wow. I know. Duck. I know. I'm really sorry. I feel a bit bad. But it is really well produced Mm. and really interesting. The narrator, I think his name is Jason Moon, and uh, sorry, the producer he is, and he really digs back into their um files the interesting and hard thing about it is that they don't know who the bodies belong to they know that it's a woman and three children wow even now even now they don't which is in it's really annoying in some ways which must be very frustrating but in saying that there is a conclusion so okay. it's not like you're just left hanging knowing I don't know what happened here. Like, yeah. So, yes, it is good in that way. I don't want to spoil too much, but it just kept me interested and was. it's not too long. I think there's only about eight to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one of those ones that drags out every little detail, um, but I found it very fascinating. That's Bear Brook. Nice. If you're into podcasts and true crime podcasts, check that one out nice uh another one is a movie on netflix great called moxie 
Oh, have you watched it? No, but I've seen the ads and it looks very intriguing. It does. Ads, trailers. <laughs> yeah, it is a very teenager movie, but so so fine as an adult to watch. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really um, really good. Basically, it's the story of um, a teenager who's quite shy at her high school. Um, but she's inspired by this like really confident new friend of hers who comes to school um, and she publishes an anonymous zine, you know, they call oh, it yeah. like a magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she does that. She calls out some sexism at her school. So it has a lot of, a lot of those kinds of strengths, obviously, to it. Mm. Um, she's inspired by her mum who was super rebellious at her age and yeah. is always trying to get her to, you know, break out a little bit and stuff. Um, but it was just, it's like this balance of such fun, like teenage angsty kind of stuff. And then actual serious, like brave teenager doing stuff. That's really cool. About. Nice. And it really, uh, with that and know my name. Yep. <laughs> the book, I really felt like I was on the feminist bandwagon nice. this week, this week, but it was really good. Like I really enjoyed it. I definitely worth a watch. Okay, cool. It was super fun and uplifting at the yeah. end as well. Oh, nice. So it was good. Last but not least, yes, I have been watching Twenty Four. Oh, the show that is a blast from the past. It is from like <laughs> two thousand three or something. <laughs> um, with Jono because we rarely watch shows together because we just don't overlap in our tastes very much. But it's been lots of fun, and it really has been a blast from the past. Like, <laughs> It's very intriguing and suspenseful. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people have heard of 24, mm. but it's lots of fun. Awesome. So, yeah. You? All right. I also have a few <laughs> because things have been happening. But my number one is a food. <laughs> and it's kind of random, but I literally have been adding it to our weekly grocery shop now for about a month. And it is the brand Peckish and their crackers in the black foil. So not the oh. regular like brown rice ones. Yeah. They have these like this gourmet range and they're in this black foil. And there's like my favorite is the caramelized onion and balsamic vinegar. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that with any dip, but preferably hummus, is oh. the Obella hummus that was on the previous. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's got to be Obella. <laughs> Always. Nothing but the best. Um, but I've tried like four different flavors and they're all great. So that has been delicious yeah. and even brad eats them which brad is not a like a rice cracker kind of person yeah but i like had the caramelized onion and balsamic vinegar ones when we were out and he ate like two whole rows he's like these are amazing get them again <laughs> already got three packets in the cupboard so don't worry Dumb. um another one is these sneakers that I think you also have sale. Yeah. They're from Kmart. They're eight dollars. Yes. And they are some of the comfiest shoes I've ever worn. They're just canvas white sneakers. They're canvas right? white sneakers. They have little um there's because obviously Kmart has quite a lot of white sneakers. <laughs> they do. But they're the ones that are um have the little gold rings around yeah, the rivets. Yeah. rivets good word. Yep. <laughs> and they go with literally everything. They do. And I wear them all the time. And I just recently had to replace them actually because 
I went camping and stood in Kaupu and their canvas. So it was a good time. The smell was not coming out <laughs> yeah. of puppies. The smell or the stain. So, <laughs> but they're $8. And I normally don't like to be like, just replace them. Yeah. But they're $8. And they're, I wear them literally multiple times a week. So I like those because they have a good size sole yes i really like the thicker sole yeah yeah they really cool. they're actually really like <laughs> this is very old lady for me but i have some feet issues <laughs> and orthotics yeah i actually do <laughs> <laughs> so they're actually a very supportive <laughs> and i appreciate that came up thank you um so they're amazing and then my last thing so I'm still laughing that i have orthotics it's <laughs> it's the nursing i tell you yeah that's true um this last weekend just gone uh, Brad and I and another couple um, friends of ours went down to Sydney and we had originally planned to go for uh, an event that got cancelled. But we went and saw Hamilton, the musical, which obviously everyone knows Hamilton. Um, so I had seen it on Disney Plus and I listened to the music semi-regularly. <laughs> but we went and saw it um, live and it was amazing. That's it. And I'm just going to say it, the main character has a way better singing voice than Lin-Manuel Miranda and yeah. I'm sorry to say it but it's true you're not really he's sorry, very creative I'm not really sorry <laughs> he's very talented but he does not have a great voice so it what, was who's the main one in this oh no idea okay great. they're all unknowns <laughs> to me they're Shout probably very to the guy <laughs> to the Sydney Lyric Theatre's cast of Hamilton <laughs> um but as well as that, the weekend itself was just really yeah, fun. We just imagine. walked around and had a lot of fun and ate good food and it was just really fun. Aww. So that is what has been bringing me joy. Love it, Merz. Yes. I feel a bit sad that we're know, closing off too. our final show for the year. And, yeah, again, I want to echo Merz's uh, comments. Thank you so much for joining us mm. on this ride. It's been pretty fun. Won't spend too much time on that, but... Thank you again for um, for being there and for making those comments and listening and supporting us because mm. it's been a lot of fun. Um, okay, I'm not going to wrap up with the normal. There are 34 episodes though, so feel free to <laughs> go back and listen or share them with your friends. They'll be there forever. <laughs> if you friend us on Instagram, we may post once a year. <laughs> no, I actually was inspired today to be like, oh, I need now I can post more. Not now I can. I could always. But maybe I'll have a bit more um, motivation to post more. <laughs> You'll miss it. I will miss it, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Again, we are at thebookplace.pod on Instagram. Mm. Tell us, uh, tell us, share us with your friends. <laughs> tell your friends about <laughs> tell us. Tell your friends about <laughs> us. And that's it from us. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.